Welcome to another episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. My name is Brooks Lambeer, and we have a great guest for this episode. Uh, Michael Dubuis is the founder of the Soccer Rebellion, a company that is headquartered in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Soccer Rebellion is looking to get away from the tight-knit structure of soccer in America and looking to challenge the way soccer is played in America. Let's bring in our guests now to talk more about Soccer Rebellion and the difference they are looking to make on the game of soccer in the United States. Michael, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, good. I can't complain. Um, you know, stuff's going well. Uh, you know, you got the national team game going on right now. And, uh, you know, uh, college soccer season starting here soon. Same with youth. But, uh, you know, can't complain. The weather's been pretty nice, right? That's right. So let's kind of just start with your background, Michael. Um, you know, are you, are you from the west side of the state? Did you grow up playing soccer? Kind of, Kind of tell us your soccer story. Yeah, so uh, I grew up uh, definitely on the west side uh, in Grand Rapids. Uh, grew up playing in the GVSA system, and I'm 34 years old now, so any of the old heads will kind of be able to relate to this is when kind of the, the playground wasn't as um, congested as it is now, and it was select and premier really were your options, and premier being the highest tier, um, and ODP was kind of the – the biggest streamline to play on uh, the national team. So I grew up in an era where everything wasn't so saturated. Uh, the community was definitely there. Um, uh, played for Panthers, West Michigan Panthers. They went to the uh, West Michigan Fire Club. Uh, played at East Pentwood under John Conlon. Um, and then by the time that I got to college, I was just completely burnt out for the sport. Um, played in the Hispanic leagues after that. And that was kind of my enlightening moment where I was playing with players that were twice as good as me, uh, but weren't in these filtering clubs or systems. Um, and I would ask the question why, and they would simply say, we just didn't have the money to be able to, to join that club. Hmm. So that kind of leads into why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's just, I feel like the system for soccer, the pay to play system is just broken and there's so much talent here. There's so much culture, rich culture here with the game. And it seems that at the top level, we, we, we turn a blind eye to it, in yeah. my opinion. So, and that's, that's where I'm at, the Soccer Rebellion. And so I started that uh, three years ago, uh, 2018, and it was designed to be youth in the beginning. So we did 3v3 tournaments. Um, we wanted to be more or less like the Gus Macker, um, but we really we were designed for the purpose of showing kids how easy it was to play pickup um, and the attraction of having those one be one moments in tight spaces and, you know, what that technique and getting out of it, how cool that can be the swagger behind the game a little bit. Um, but when we were introducing this to parents, what we found is they didn't understand the free flowing concept as mm -hmm. much as we like. Um, and simply we just kind of turned away from that and said, you know, let's let's focus on the adults, and maybe this would be more of an organic way to uh, have an impression on the youth, and just showing what's out out there and what it can look like at this top level um, in the street game, in these five v five, three v three v three type games, um, and just highlight those moments, and then really focus on the marketing behind the game to to maybe change the image a little bit to an average spectator, of course, man. So interesting. Okay. So we kind of got in how the company was started and, and why you started. Um, you know, let, let's kind of get into the the structure of, of soccer in America. You know, I mean, listen, I'm a 
listen, I, I'm a scout. I scout for a company called the Soccer Syndicate. I've scouted for an MLS team for you know six and a half years watching college soccer, and I, I definitely agree with you that you can definitely tell the soccer IQ part and just the creativity part, that's for sure, of what the game lacks in America. Do you, yeah. do you believe it's too structured in this country, uh, youth soccer or soccer in general? Yeah, and, and in my experience, and I think – I think what there's there's a turning of the tide a bit where a lot of the parents and coaches grew up playing. So there's a little bit more intelligence behind the coaching. But I do feel yes that the it's too rigorous. We I feel like we look at the game in a completely wrong lens where we want it to be like football. We want it to be uh, about execution of a play rather than the creativity of the artist on the field. And so when you have someone that's trying new things and at a young age and they're failing, I think it's extremely important for a coach to encourage that failure, to encourage them to be able to try those creativity, that, that creativity. Um, because I think that's a lot of what we lack in America. I, I, when I watch U.S. men's national team, our buildup is so elementary. And it's because when we get in tight spaces, it just feels like we don't know how to adapt to the game or have the creativity to be able to get out of it. Um, so yeah, a long-winded way to say, yeah, totally. I think it's, it, it's too structured in the sense where we don't let the players just play enough. Kind of describe what you do week to week, you know, in the Grand Rapids area with the soccer rebellion. So it is a player movement. So we're dedicated to the players just having the reins. So whatever they want to do, we just try to give them the platform to do. So on a regular basis, uh, we promote pickup. Um, last year during COVID, we, we structured pickup more or less on Saturday called the Street mm -hmm. Soccer Saturdays but we promote it as much as we can and encourage players to get out there and just play. Uh, every Thursday at, at Lincoln Park, downtown Grand Rapids, we do a street soccer league, um, and the winner gets $500 wow. cash. Um, and, and again, we, we don't have referees. Uh, players make their own calls, and what we found with that is there's a lot more respect uh, that comes from the players, so there's a lot less BS uh, calls because they, they want the respect on their name. So... There's a lot more flow to the game, a lot less stoppage. Um, we're there to jump in, if, if, you know, just to protect the players if we have to. And, of course, in competition, sometimes that happens. And then at the end of the league, so it's, eight, uh, it's six weeks, and at the end of the league, we do a round-robin tournament where each game is 25 uh, minutes, and the winner gets $500 cash. And then is it just through the summertime and the warm weather? Do you guys move indoors in the cold weather? Um, is it all year round? Yeah, we. Uh, so this is our first time doing it in the summer. Uh, we usually do it. Um, indoors at one of the middle schools in Grand Rapids. Um, our idea is to make it accessible for the players. We want this game to be mm -hmm. inclusive. So wherever we can cut costs and make it really affordable for the players, we will go there. Uh, we are working on doing something special uh, this winter with Founders mm -hmm. Brewing Company at one of their warehouses for the players this winter. Um, but it's kind of a moving target. Um, it's, it's really based on what we can uh, make it the most affordable for the players. So when you when you started this idea, was it difficult for people to catch on about street soccer? Because, like you've said, it's it's a very European thing. You know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, I know my uncles, like you know, when they were kids living in East Side Detroit, they would go play. You know, uh, meet with their friends in the neighborhood, play pickup baseball, wiffle ball. You know, just run around with their friends. You know. In kind of today's culture, it's not so so much that where everyone grabs their friends in the neighborhood and they go to a park and they and they play. Was it a struggle to get a lot of people 
to to play um you know the street soccer at the beginning or was did you find it fairly easy that kids would come from all over well that's a great question because grand rapids has a community that's already existed so i really just tapped into that and brought it all together because there were different neighborhoods that had this futsal thing going on and all i did was go during the weekday and go see all these other players they pick up and then i would just connect mm-hmm. the groups so it actually in grand rapids it was very easy there already was that that culture and community here um but now at the takeover tour where we're going to uh, four different cities and i'm going there and i'm trying to you know figure out what each mm-hmm. scene looks like uh yeah it's 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 extremely difficult everyone likes the idea i think i think it's the obvious point that america's missing this creative like street t- uh, mm-hmm. style play. Everyone agrees that anyone that knows soccer that I've talked to, they understand that this is the piece that's missing. Um, but to get players to actually have an action behind it, it, it is difficult. There's a, there's a lot of education that needs to be had. There's a, uh, just to get the, the people out there to see what they're missing um, because it's, it's not being done. So talking about it's one thing, but actually seeing it and feeling it's another thing. Um, so educating people before that to entice them enough to be able to get there and play pickup and say, hey, how, how great it is to, to have this feeling and freedom of creativity within the game. Um, yeah, there's definitely a challenge there. Uh, you know, you talk about the education part, and I, I find that interesting. You know, we have to educate people to to go out and just play pickup soccer randomly. You know, it's funny, like we yeah. all play pickup basketball in, in our driveways when we're younger, but you, right. know, you have to educate them. Is it is it because so many kids are just the structure in, of soccer in the United States is we need a referee and 22 players on the field. You know, is, is that why, is that part of the why, you know, everyone's just so prone to thinking that soccer that you have to educate them and say, this is another form of it. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Uh, that's what I'm, that's the, that is the question I'm trying to figure out as well is, you know, why, why can't, I mean, all you need is a ball in this game and that's the beauty of it. Um, and, and the fact that we feel like maybe we need a referee, we need all these lines, we need to be on a turf field or whatever it may be, is a hindrance. But yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of the part where we're trying to use marketing as our tool in the way that we showcase the game in a different lens because that educational piece is missed because people just don't see the game in this this almost artistic form yeah so there's a definitely an educational piece there so we're trying to say less by promoting you know w- what the reason is to go out there and do it and, and what it looks like and mm-hmm. what you feel so our atmosphere to us is everything and i think once you get out there and once you start you know have a uh, 50 people around you while you're on a futsal court playing 5v5 people are screaming when you have a moment where you either nutmeg someone or you're making a combo play and everyone's on the same page and you're in sync with that then that's when you get it and that's when this community that's grown that we've had from 60 players now to 250 players is there every thursday because of that feeling that you know having everyone involved in this free-flowing type of platform it's unique Oh yeah. You know, kind of staying with the street soccer stuff, you know, Scott Dane, who's in the Grand Ledge area coaches at Grand Ledge high school and he's a Lansing rush coach. You know, he he's helped with, you know, with beacon field and Lansing and he wants to put him in other, you know, in other, uh, areas or in, in inner cities around, uh, around Michigan. Um, 
you know, I mean, you know, what do you say to what, you know, Scott's kind of trying to trying to do, you know, I mean, that's a form of street soccer, obviously putting a boarded, whether it's a boarded fielder, you're playing on AstroTurf with two goals, you know, trying to encourage the kids just to go out there and play. Um, you know, how important is, is something like that? What Scott Dane's doing with, you know, the beak, building beacon fields around the state of Michigan. 100%. I think having access to the courts is the biggest part. And I think a futsal court any, and anything with the blacktop out there, it already looks cool. So there's already a, kind of an appeal to there to the youth. Mm-hmm. I know if I grew up and I were to, to see soccer courts all, all over the place, I mean, that's going to have an impact on me. Um, I think it's extremely important that we start intertwining that. I know in Brazil, I mean, we're trying to do something in Grand Rapids where the basketball courts that we have here, we can somehow attach a goal to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be able to give that same outlet. Um, to to the youth to be able to do that so that's extremely important i was unfamiliar that this guy's doing this so forgive me but that's that's awesome and it's exactly to me that's what we need we need to encourage more players to do this and even if you look at the top level and in my research when we're looking at zidane zidane we're looking at these, these great players they say yes training was great but where i really learned to love the game and learn my skill set was off the training pitch mm-hmm. it, you know it was on the streets with their friends it was playing with friends so I think that's extremely important. And I, and what I will say, which is which is somewhat of an uncomfortable conversation to have mm-hmm. within our soccer community, mm-hmm. is a lot of it is very cultural. Um, wh- what I found when I've gone to Chicago and I've gone to Milwaukee and Detroit is that the Hispanic community, they have this mm-hmm. in, in their community already. It is, it is more natural for them to go play and, and play pickup and have, and have these games. Um, where they understand they don't need the structure behind it. Um, so why we haven't kind of married into this this Hispanic and Latino culture that's already doing this, I, that's where I, I kind of lack a little bit of understanding, where I feel like sometimes we're trying to follow more of a European footprint rather than you know, our Latino brothers that are in Mexico and, and below. Because everywhere I go that has the pickup mentality, has that street vibe, in America, it, it always is catered around that culture. Let's kind of jump into the the, the takeover tour. Um, you know, you're going you're going to four cities, so you're kicking off August 14th in Chicago, 15th heading up to Milwaukee, uh, 21st in Grand Rapids, and the 22nd you're coming to Detroit Pal, uh, which is formerly Tiger Stadium in Detroit. Yeah. Can, can you? Is this the first time you've done a takeover tour, or is this is this not is this something new, or is it? Um, yeah, this is completely new. This is so going to four new cities. You know, we thought it was going to be as easy as, hey, let's put up a Facebook post, and everyone will just join. <laughs> so, you know, we thought, you know, just the conversation that we've had and the people coming from Chicago and Milwaukee to join, you know, some of our tournaments that we've had in Grand Rapids. Uh, we thought, okay, you know, we have some insight, and you know, they're telling us that they need this in these in these different cities. Um, and founders was looking to do something with soccer. So we presented this to them and they said, we're 100% behind it and we'll sponsor it. So, uh, we set this up. We have connections with, uh, Chicago fire. Um, we have connections with this Wisconsin sports group in, uh, uh, Milwaukee. And then founders was very prone that we do something in Detroit as well. We, we have, uh, more of a connection with the Detroit soccer, uh, district, mm-hmm. uh, over there. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is brand new to us, and we're reaching out to players as much as we can to, to come join us. And the registration is getting full, and it's extremely exciting to see that 
what we're talking about um, is receptive, that players see and have a want uh, to have this kind of pickup culture integrated um, into their soccer life. So it's, it's been extremely eye-opening and awesome and able to travel to these different cities before we have these tournaments and see how much soccer is going on and then give people the opportunity to see soccer, not just in Grand Rapids, not just in Detroit, but what soccer is like in Chicago, what soccer, soccer is like in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and all the different flavors and flares that we have. So extremely exciting. We're, we're, we're stoked about it. <laughs> um, I, I guess on your travels, just kind of going city to city. I mean, has there been a city that stuck out to you? That's shocked you a little bit that, you know, you didn't know much about that. You were like, wow, we have, there's so many cultures here playing pickup soccer. Um, you know, Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee. I just got back from Milwaukee and that place is awesome. Like they have uh, Croatian soccer teams, German soccer teams, Polish soccer teams, uh, Hispanic soccer teams. And it's, they all marinate in, the, in this Wisconsin like league and they're all about it. They're the sports bars, see what we don't have in Grand Rapids. And I'm not too familiar with Detroit mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the soccer bars. We did go to a couple. Um, is they have the soccer stores and they have the soccer bars to back up that kind of culture. And there's all pride behind it. And when you talk to the different soccer guys, they say, have you heard of the Croatian Eagles? Have you heard of the whatever other team? Um, And they just, they promote the game. I was extremely impressed with Milwaukee soccer scene. And I do feel like we have that in Michigan. I think the soccer scene in Michigan is extremely underrated. Mm -hmm. I think we we have a lot of soccer talent here. We have a lot of players that grow up playing the game and that know the game very well. Um, it's just that I knew that, you know, going to Milwaukee shocked me. And I was like, oh wow, like like they they really have it going on over there. Was Chicago as 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 deep in uh, culture and and soccer as as you thought it was, or did that that have any surprises for you? Uh to be honest, I don't know if I should be honest, but I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it was more segregated than I hoped in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be suburbia and then kind of uh, urban. And it was, just, it was, there was that segregation there and there was no intertwining. Whereas Milwaukee had that intertwining. So that shocked me a bit because I thought Chicago and just knowing, you know, the rich cultures that are there and uh, how many futsal courts they have, the places that we visited, um, it was just surprising. There's, there's a lot more structure in Chicago than I would have, would have thought it is interesting yeah you got a lot of cultures i mean listen the 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 west side of the state people don't know about the west side of the state too much even from here in the southeast michigan but there's a lot of you know eastern european cultural on the west side of the state i'm i'm sure you can speak to that how many you know leagues there are around there and guys that play and it's it's pretty phenomenal if you really really even want to talk about that you 100 so i mean i went to east kentwood and um Grew up with the guys that uh, now own and and play for BIH, the Bosnian team over here. And 100%, I mean, that's one of the reasons why East Kentwood won so many state titles is is, 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 the Italians over here as well. There's there's a lot of that culture that's embedded in the game. And yes, the West Michigan has a very underrated soccer culture. And these are the players that, that that when I'm talking about the culture already exists, like for the soccer rebellion, these are the, the cultures that I tapped into that it's just players that love the game and just want to play. And then when I talk to them about create like uh, creative freedom, they understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so there's that, that, that there's not that, that piece that's missing where I have to educate them. 
it's an, there's an immediate know what, what I'm talking about. Let's kind of, let's move away just from, um, you know, soccer buying and such. Let's just talk about soccer in general. And in yeah. Michigan, you know, Detroit city FC has done, done great around, uh, you know, greater Detroit area, you know, instilling passionate, um, you know, the soccer passion and, and fans and players and, you know, GRFC, you know, has, has kind of started back up and, and, um, you know, instilled that passion a bit, you know, on, on the West side of the state, um, you know, Lansing with Lansing common. I mean, there's a lot of different amateur clubs around the state of Michigan. Um, you know, do you want, you know, I know we've talked about how we, it's a very structured, you know, style and, and system in the United States, but, you know, just from your perspective, you know, is, do you think, you know, what Detroit city's doing and what Grand Rapids, you know, FC are doing, you know, to help kind of grow the game. I mean, there's, there's positive things from there, correct? 100%. 100%. I think what Detroit city FC is doing is fantastic. And I have a buddy that's a director in the MLS. Um, and I talked to him, I was like, what, why did you guys choose Cincinnati over Detroit? Like, what, like that was a huge mistake. <laughs> because I think your fan base would have been all across Michigan. Like he would have pulled everyone. Mm -hmm. But I think what, I mean, e even with that being said, what they're doing is fantastic. GRSC, um, they've, they've definitely turned it around this year. Um, and the promotion that they have going to the youth, the youth level to be at the games and kind of see it at a higher level is extremely important. And then when it's coming from local talent and things like that, it just, it makes a big impact in the soccer community. When you know who's out there playing at this high level and then the games actually have a little bit higher of a value to it, um, I think it, it does wonders for the game um, when you can put that type of value on it. So any promotion for soccer like that and, you know, however they promote it, I think DC, I think uh, Detroit um, and Grand Rapids are doing a fantastic job. You know, for Soccer Rebellion, you know, I mean, I guess down the road, would that be the dream to be able to work with these clubs, you know, and, and, you know, all throughout Michigan and in certain areas, not just Grand Rapids to, you know, is, is your, is your, uh, you know, idea for the, for the future to expand soccer buying into different parts of the state of Michigan? Uh, yeah. Not just Michigan across the, the nation. They got big dreams yeah. to be quite honest, but it's, it's, it's a player's outlet mm -hmm. to me. It's, I don't want to ever be club defined. I don't, I don't want it to be looked like I, I need to be different in that sense where a player that needs to get away from that structure, from yelling, being told that what they're doing is wrong. I want to be that place where they can just be themselves and be creative mm -hmm. and just, and have that feeling of the game and remind them. I mean, in the beginning when I talked about by the time college hit, you know, when I had some places I could go to play, I was burnt out and it was because the game just changed for me. Mm -hmm. I had the freedom and creativity taken away from me. And all of a sudden, I wasn't in as love with it as you know as I was was. So I just, I just want to be that platform for players to be able to get away and and just enjoy the game, get away from the politics, get away from all that other stuff, and just and just play. You kind of talked about you know when when guys play street soccer and you know pick up soccer in general, it, you know it brings people from all different ethnicities, cultures, ages. Um, you know, I mean, it's 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 very. It's, it's much different from what with structured soccer. I mean, you get some of that in structured soccer and, you know, guys that play structured pickup soccer and everything, you know, you kind of talk, talked about a little bit, you know, when guys make each other and, you know, there's those, those 50 guys around the area, you know, watching and waiting to get on and everything, you know, can you kind of just talk a little bit about, you know, the beauty of cultures coming together and, and all ages coming together um, to play, you know, a beautiful game? 
So first off, the culture aspect of it, you, you, I never realized, you know, before I started doing this and, and seeing all these different backgrounds coming through the game, like what a language the sport was. And there's definitely a different flavor. There's a different style with each, like when it comes to Bosnian, like I, it comes to Mexican, and when it comes to Brazilian, whatever it may be, there's just a different style to each one of them. And then when you see it kind of mixed together and then you see the young ones that are just soaking all this, this in, when they're playing the top tier, when they're playing an older, an older person in pickup, initially what you'll see is fear. You'll see them afraid to draw. Oh, I don't want to look stupid in front of this guy. But by the end of that pickup, by an hour and a half later, they're trying. They're trying new things. And then you see the, you see the older person encouraging to try it. And there's definitely just these, these moments where the game is just bigger than every individual when they play. And pickup just speaks volumes to that. And you, and, and you just see it exuberated through pickup, through, through street soccer. When people are there just to use it as an outlet and to be creative, right? There's, there's, there's a lot less baggage behind the reason why they're playing. And it, it, it's for them and it's for different purposes. But regardless, to play the game, you need to use one another. You need to work together. And so there's just this pure sense of the game that's being played. And you see a kid learn from that. You see an older guy teaching. And it's, and it's beautiful. And, and, and then you get why that terms, why people that have had this game in their culture for, for centuries say that. It's very cool. The game, the street soccer, you know, implementing it into, you know, the American culture, you know, we, you know, talked about, you know, you still want to do it for Michigan. You want to do it across the country. Um, you know, and a lot of people have, with you know, Kyle Martino's done it in New York with street FC and, um, yeah. you know, some other guys have around, around the country. I know, I know there's some street soccer leagues, I believe out in California, um, For sure. you know, uh, and I'm sure you've probably connected with some of those guys and you've probably chatted and, um, you know, uh, just about what you guys are doing. Um, you know, I mean, you know, where, where do you see street soccer and, uh, you know, and what soccer rebellion is doing in, you know, the next five years? Um, I see us expanding, um, more into, into the East coast or kind of wherever it takes us. We're, we're, I mean, we're not in a box. We're, we're, we're trying to be fluent. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the biggest thing I could say to answer that is street soccer is just collaborative. Um, in comparison to the club youth culture that we have, like I, I don't talk to other street like uh, the Wisconsin or uh, the uh, Milwaukee Urban Soccer Collaborative, or I, I talk to other these other people with similar missions. They want to they want to work with me. There, there's not this kind of capital drive behind what we're doing. It's it's more about for the love of the game and and how can we make the game better and how can we make this more enjoyable for the players. Mm -hmm. So in five years from now, I just see more collaborations happen. I feel like street soccer is definitely going to start talking to the player more. It's going to be a bigger movement. It's going to be more advertised. It's, I mean, there's going to definitely be a corporate element to it, but um, as long as it stays true to the player and, and to the game, um, I think it's just going to do wonders for for soccer in America. Five years from now, I, I have no idea how to answer that question. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of things to say to answer it. Yeah, one just, time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just think um, I know. I just want to see the growth. Like I'm just, I'm just following that and what's right for the players. And you know, I, I have I, the the hard thing is as a 34 year old and 
trying to appeal to 18 and 21 year olds. I have no idea what's cool anymore. Like half their half their lingo is 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 over my head. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna be able to be there for them and change with them. So I just I just gotta listen. So what the players need and what I can do to provide for them, that that's that's what I want to be doing. That's awesome, Mike. Um, listen, we, uh, that's great what you're doing with the Takeover Tour and Soccer Rebellion. You know, Thank all you, the man. best, all the best with the Takeover Tour that starts the 14th. Hopefully, you know there'll be more of them throughout the year, and you know eventually we, you know, as it expands, we like to eventually have you back on the podcast to talk more about it. I appreciate it, and and it just lets you know. Um, Anyone that's listening to this podcast, uh, we wanted to offer a hundred dollar discount. Um, just use Legends as your as your code. Uh, so if you register at thesoccerrebellion.com, you get a hundred dollars off. So it's just hundred dollars to register a team. So five to ten players, uh, go ahead. But thank you for your support, man. We we really appreciate it. and what you're doing to to just shine light on soccer in Michigan is awesome. So thank you, man. We appreciate you. You're welcome, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of the guys at our Michigan Soccer Central, Dan Garnell, Robert Kerr, um, Josh Hakala. There's a lot of other guys behind behind the scenes that a lot of people don't hear about. But um, we appreciate your kind words and all the best. And uh, we'll be in touch, man. Thanks, man. Thanks to the MSC crew, to Jenny for editing, and to the Dans for the music and for uh, the whole MSC family. Thank you for another week. Enjoy your soccer.